What is up, Midnight Tokers, Afternoon Hailers, and AM Hookah Smokers? This is the AM Hookah Podcast starting right on time today. So if you thought you could get here late and be okay, turns out AM Hookah Podcast is turning over a new leaf and we're starting on time every single time this time. Especially this time. We are your weekly hookah podcast every Monday at 6.30 Central Standard Time, usually on time or there close about. Right here on YouTube, I am your host of this little venture, and joining me is the dream in your pipe, Mitt's Pipe Dream Hookah, Adrian Hunter. How are you doing this week? Doing good, man. I got the beer, and I got a hookah, and it's Monday. Ooh. You yes. know what that means. It means uh, party time. No, it means they're going to smoke hookah and talk about hookah. Oh. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing pretty good. I've had a pretty fun and exciting uh, week. I bought something useless. Uh, not useless. I bought something I didn't need. Ooh. Yeah, I bought a, I bought a Switch Lite, Adrian. I have no Wait. need for it. I have no need at all for it, but I had to buy it. I bought it. Why? Why'd you do it? I convinced myself that I needed it because it would be good and fun to have. And that's why I have it. Hmm. It's really comfortable, actually. I will say that the Switch Lite is surprisingly comfortable. But you have a Switch, too. I do, but you, you see my... So, like, you just bought a Switch with, a, like, 100% less functionality. I bought... Well, I bought a, a still. Instead of a Switch, I bought a still. Because it's a standstill. Oh. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? Because there's... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold hey, on. Hey, I quit. I fucking quit, everybody. Hold on, hold and on. And want to have a great night on the Matthew podcast. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on just a second. Because here's the thing. The Switch ha- now supports cloud backups, right? And because of that reason, I can leave my, my, my home Switch docked and take my standstill Switch with me. And basically, I'm getting the full. I'm getting all the switchness to it without ever removing the switch from the dock. You realize that, like, you can just remove the switch from the dock because that's the way they designed that fucking system. Nah, that's too much work. No, that's too much, man. You are much, a real American. Too much, too much, too much. For your first world problems, baby. On today's episode, we're going to be joined by two very special guests, and it's going to be a really fun time. We're going to be talking about Tangiers hookah tobacco. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking about Tangiers. We're going to be talking about a ton of stuff related to Tangiers, including our personal top five lists. We're also going to be talking about bowls and packing and just all sorts of stuff. But we are going to be joined by our, none other than our producer, Bracken Cox. We're also going to be joined by our very good friend of the show, Paul, as well. Eddie. But before... Before we get joined by those two sexy motherfuckers, we are first going to do our very important age warning. So, Adrian, please, if you could, take it away, my friend. Before we do that, I think I shafted Travis Green two weeks ago on what beer I'm drinking. So, um, it's a Bell's Brew. It's a brewery we have out here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's just some vanilla chocolate cherry shit. Try it. In the world, three-dimensional space, time. Because of time, we're all in age. And in most states, the age is 18. Some of them is 21. Those are the magical numbers that allow you to enjoy tobacco products. Now, here's the thing. We almost exclusively talk about tobacco products on this podcast, meaning you can't legally consume this content if you're under a certain age. So go do your homework. Come back when you're of age. Seriously. Are we still on Facebook? Especially you fucking Facebook. We're, I think not, little kids. we're not. We're not? <laughs> Fuck yeah. What's up, YouTubers? We should have a problem. Then. I'm not even doing this. You guys are all adults, probably. But if you're not, leave. Yes. Yes. If, you are, if you're not of legal age to enjoy the uh, hobby of hookah, please don't watch this content. It's not good for you. It won't no, do anything for you. It will you... Call it, it's known to the state of cancer because 
California. The state of cancer. Yes, the state of cancer. Uh, yeah, we are we are no longer on Facebook, and we are also no longer on Twitch anymore. We're just right here on YouTube. You want to watch the AMG podcast, share the podcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers. If you are like a manager of like a business and there are people that work underneath you, though it may not be legally okay to do this, like force them to watch the show. Force them to share. No, can't say that. Not legally, don't you uh, – maybe just uh, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it to your I recommend it yeah uh, DM me at uh, shadymcshadypants.net and I will provide you some subsidies yeah that you can only reach that that domain by going onto the dark web though so be careful be careful yeah you're gonna need an onion server for sure yeah so uh there there is not gonna be a Friday show going forward Uh, these are a couple small podcast notes uh there's not gonna be a a podcasting uh, game cast for a little while there's not gonna be a technical difficulties for a little while there's gonna be some changing there's still gonna be Wednesday produced content I hope you guys have been enjoying that. I just dropped a review for Darkseid, which is really fun and cool, and I hope you guys enjoy that content. Uh, But there is going to be some small changes moving forward, so keep an eye out for those uh, as well. Uh, But, yeah, we're not on Facebook. We do have a group, and we do have a page on Facebook, and we're not on Twitch streaming the actual podcast uh, anymore. So, yeah, those are just a little bit of of news items to bring out to you. But without further ado, I think it's about time that we bring on our good friends to the show. So please help me in welcoming your friend and mine. You know him for his hashtag sexy packs, or maybe his Tito word of the day. He's a true friend to the entire community of hookah. He is just somebody that I am lucky enough to also be able to call not only a friend, but somebody that I've been able to smoke with in person on multiple occasions. I'm so happy to be able to say this. Please welcome Paul and our producer, Bracken Cox. Hi, guys. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing, Paul? Hello, everybody. It's me again. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, good. I'm doing good. I'm you, doing no, good. you bring that character, you're fired, bro. Yeah. Uh, Bracken, how For are like you doing? For like half a second, I thought when Adrian was like, yeah, two weeks ago, I didn't uh, tell Travis my flavor. So this week, I'm going to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> but then he told oh, him, and I was like, that's a way better oh, meme. Man. I fucked up. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll leave. My bad. Oh, no, no. You're good. Bye. Oh my goodness! Uh, this this show is going to be fire. I can already feel it in my bones that this show is going to be absolutely crazy time fun. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk about Tangiers, obviously. Uh, we're gonna be talking to Paul and going over a small interview with him as well. As I think that everybody, if you don't know uh, who he is, you should get to know him because he's a awesome person. Um, and yeah, we're let's go ahead and get into the show like we normally do and start off by talking about what it is that we're smoking on today's episode. Let's go ahead and kick it over to Adrian and start with you. What are you smoking today, man? It should be Tangiers. I'm waiting on 500 kilos of the cashmere black. Um, I can talk on the new Tangiers because I've had some, but I don't have any in the house. I can't talk about what's in my bowl right now. All I can say is it's delicious and it's coffee flavored. More, more on that at a later date. I, I'm legally bound against talking about it. Maybe some people in this room know about it. Maybe you don't. Mm. You shut the fuck up. However, <laughs> some things have changed. Nothing up here. Cerebral Provost. Some of these, uh, some of these bad boys, but it's not these bad boys. It's the cube variation. This is the jumbo flat. Highly recommend. This is the jumbo flat, right? Yeah, jumbo flat, orange box. This is an alpha X. It's a good hookah. Alpha. It's just an alpha. It's a check this out. Uh, hopefully, it's, it's not just an alpha. It is. It is an alpha. Yeah. Hey. Oh man. That's what? Cool. Yeah, it's good. What anyway, do they call that? They call that a vertical purge, right? So they got some fancy fucking Fugazi matrix name for it, I'm sure. It's a <laughs> purge. Call, they, they used to call it like an invisible purge, but vertical I sounds way better. I can check it out. 
We can see the holes. I saw, it. I saw everything. Yeah, the holes it's are right there. It's definitely not invisible. invisible. Yeah. I can yeah, see not. it, okay? All right, so that is what Adrian is smoking. You may or may not know about it, but make sure you head on over to Pipe Dream Hookah on YouTube so you can eventually find out more stuff about what it is that he is smoking, I would imagine. Uh, and let's go ahead and kick it over to Bracken. Bracken, what are you smoking on today's fine episode of the podcast? Well, I am smoking Tangiers because I had it, had it. So I, I thought, yeah, that's a, an appropriate time to pack it when we're talking about it. Uh, if you caught the pre-show on the Facebook page, I packed my bowl live, put on a little show, okay? I was feeling good. I was in the mood. And not like that mood, but I was in like a tropical mood. Uh, I had on a hat and some sunglasses and a, a, a seashell bikini and the shirt. It wasn't like just the bikini. But uh, I packed up some... Uh, some Tangiers summer resort. And so I was listening to some like island music and packed my bowl and like I was vibing. And I love this flavor. If you guys are not watching the pre-show on the Facebook group, I highly recommend it. It is a really fun time. You guys should go definitely check it out. It usually goes like 45 to 30 minutes before the episode starts, and he's just on Facebook riffing and having a great time. If you guys are not watching that, highly, highly recommend you guys go over there and watch Sometimes it. Sometimes it's funny, and other times it's like... Serious? What is happening? What's going on? <laughs> and that sometimes you get like real deep and serious, like, hey guys, we really need to talk about some stuff. Uh, <laughs> we spill the tea and talk about our feelings. Exactly. All right, Paul, what about you? What are you smoking on today's fine episode of the podcast? So I accidentally went with a, no, not accidentally. So I'm going with a uh, Saoka. It is, uh, I have the HEW3 uh, VIP bowl on it, and I have Alpha Passion Fruit mixed. Side packed with uh, Tangier's Summer Resort. Mm. So I'm going for like a passion fruit, cucumber, water kind of thing. Uh, I with love this. mixing Tangier's with yeah. really quality blondes. I've been doing it a lot lately. Isn't it weird how like there's this stigma, or there, at least there was a stigma against yeah. mixing Tangier's with like anything, but especially like a, a blonde, like a flu cured blonde tobacco. And now we're, everyone's found out like, oh, it's just the best shit ever. Well, you know what I think yeah. fixed that stigma, Adrian? I think that maybe five, ten years ago when that kind of philosophy started, and no shade to the blondes that were around then, but I don't think that they were a quality enough to mix with tangy. That's fair. That's fair. You know? I, mean, I, I won't be mixing Starbucks with Tang anytime soon. There's no. some Alfacher flavors that do work if you're still uh, smoking Alfacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alfacher makes a slightly better double apple than Tang after sitting on it for a while. But I agree. I think the addition of stuff like Alpha Kama being around. Alpha Kama and Eternal Smoke, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, 100%. I've been mixing them. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, a while back, I got on this kick where I was mixing the other breakfast cereal, which is like the breakfast cereal that's kind of heavy with the cherry. Yeah. And I was mixing it with... By the way, what what cereal is that supposed to taste like? Fruity Pebbles, or not Fruity Pebbles? Uh, tricks, right? Tricks. Is, is, is it tricks? There's one. That, there's one that they said is supposed to be Fruity Pebbles, but it doesn't taste like Fruity Pebbles. It tastes like tricks. And then the other one is supposed to be uh, Fruit Loops. Fruit, Fruit Loops, Loops, but it That's tastes it like Fruity Pebbles. That's what it was. So they named them wrong. I think the people that said that it As tastes Adrian like would say, uh, X, Y, and Z has <laughs> different palettes than everybody else. Because okay. Tangiers never really came out and said, oh, this flavor is supposed to be this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I mixed they, the other cereal with uh, from Tangiers with Eternal Smokes. Um, oh, I just forgot the flavor. Houdini Secret. 
Mm. Which is their uh, uh, guava melon rose. Mm -hmm. And so it had like that cherry cereal with like the tro. Oh my gosh, it was so how, good. How did you mix it? Did you do side by side, mix it together? Did you layer pack it? Because I've been layer packing Eternal Yo, layer packing 10 years is. <laughs> I, pre I pre mixed it and I let really? it sit for a little bit. And okay. then I did like a semi dense, almost dense pack. Uh, what I found out is like when I mix it with a blonde, I can use my Lotus and it smokes forever. Especially okay. Eternal Smoke. Like, I think I smoked for three and a half hours on a bowl. And I just got I mean, tired. you can. Those clouds don't go away with that brand. It's funny because Eternal Smoke's like the one of the few blonde brands that can smoke as long as Tangier's if you want it to. So yeah. It just the trigonometry works It's out. the Energizer Bunny. It just keeps going and going and going. But yeah, that's cool that you're mixing them. I, I like doing that. I do too. Very cool. Um, I like layer packing. We'll I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. do I don't do a lot of layer packing. I don't I don't do that. We very need to much. have a talk about that at some point tonight. We, we should. We should. We should. We should talk about layer packing. By the way, everybody who's here, thank you so much for showing up. We appreciate it. Nice to see everyone that is hanging out in the chat. Jenica Patterson, I see your name. Diamond Roberts is here as well. It looks like Paul is in the chat as well. Always nice to see when he's able to show up. What is up, my main man? Pots and pans. Bilu is here in the chat as always. Robert Pope, how are you doing? So good to see you guys all hanging out in the chat at the moment. Uh, I am smoking on today's episode of the podcast some Tangiers because it's a Tangiers-based episode, so I thought maybe I should smoke some Tangiers tobacco, you know what I'm talking about? So I'm doing some lemon tea. I really like this flavor quite a bit. I actually get like a lemonade taste from this, which it turns out I might be crazy because no one else need, is really getting it that. It needs more tea. I will concede to that. Yeah. I would I would third that. I get a lemonade taste to it, which I actually really like because of that reason. And then I'm also smoking my cherry limeade because cherry limeade is possibly the best of this entire batch. I really, really like this cherry limeade flavor. And then I threw some Rio Mint in there as well because cane mint is shit and Rio Mint is the best at me go ahead you at me you can't say that at me if you want to at me go ahead i don't people care are gonna, people are gonna hate us at me i don't i'll take it i will take there's Real so much tobacco so out in the world you can do whatever you want <laughs> uh no, and then i'm good. using my like smoke hookah i'm using three of the jumbo flats with a provost and i'm also using my surrey bowl as well because it's a tangier's wonderful bowl that works very well so uh moving on from all what we are smoking which i'm sure we'll be talking more about our tangiers here in just a little while let's go ahead and jump into the picture of the week and we actually have two pictures of the week the very first one that we have to talk about today though is from our good friend uh, andre J from versatile hookah i don't know if you guys saw the thread that was happening inside the am hookah podcast group but uh, obviously our, our fantastic facebook moderator captain wetbeard was asking people to show off their stashes and this stash from uh, andre J is just fantastic he has the he has an amazing amazing setup for all of his hookah stuff i just think it looks absolutely fantastic and then I don't know if you can see or not. If you check that very top of the uh, of his shelf where he has all his hookahs laid out, there's this amazing looking venom vase that he custom painted himself. And I then, saw that. And then in the thread, he also has this amazing spawn vase that he painted himself as well. You guys need to go to Facebook group and you need to check out that thread so you can see the custom work that he's done. Just absolutely fantastic. This this setup though, I think is just fantastic. Does anybody have a setup that's similar to this? You know what? Huh. I'm a little envious because the oh, hookahs yeah. that I'm like maining right now in this video game I imagine that I'm playing all day, 
Um, they have like integrated hoses. Like you can't really use anything but this hose with the alpha. You can't use anything but the matte pair hose with the matte pair. And I like I forgot what it's like to have a collection of hoses, and I need to get back on that. I, actually, I like seeing that, that just, whole hose shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, got rid super of, cool. of a bunch of hoses because I, I had too many, but I do like the way that they're all laid out, obviously. So that's it's the a picture. Bundle. A bundle of hoses. The plural <laughs> of one hose is a bundle. A bundle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow his idea and kind of uh, put some shelves up. It looks very w- clean. It's so nice. That's a great yeah. Cisha station right there. I, really I think like the that. word clean is just the, the perfect way to say that, right? I, I saw that, and I was immediately envious. But yeah, it, Oh man, it's it's clean. It's amazing. It's spectacular. The only thing he's missing is a pack mat, but you know, bias. So you could fit like six pack mats on that table. You know what I'm saying? You or could. a really long it, glass one, just one it's that covers so the entire piece. So neatly organized that I was uh, like, I looked at my stuff after I saw that, and I was like, this is. I got to do something about this. I do love how your stuff is just everywhere. I like how you just have like gigantic oh, columns of tobacco just everywhere. It looks like a hookah lounge shut down and just like unloaded their stock in my in my garage. That's what that's what looks looks like. <laughs> All right, so we have a second picture of the week because Captain Whitebeard loved this uh, pun so very much. But we were asking for shisha stashes, obviously. So you have to show off the greatest shisha stash of them all, which is being worn at the moment by Jeremy Bird over at Hookah University. Check this out. He has one of the amazing Spire hookah tips that David Harris, good friend of ours, is uh, producing and creating. But yeah, check it out on Jeremy. He just looks so fancy. He looks so very fancy wearing this shisha stash and his monocle as well. I just love this. I thought it was really good. And yes, this is the perfect pun if I've ever heard of a pun before when we're looking for shisha stashes. I think that's pretty fantastic. What do you guys think? That is the most honorable of honorable mentions that we could make. <laughs> yes, very, like It didn't very nice. win, but it like... It was pretty damn close. And it's basically it's basically a winner, basically, I would say. He gave us what we asked for without yeah. giving us what we asked for. <laughs> it, so it was a mere coincidence that they uh, they got sent out the same time at Wetbeard sent out that post. Or yeah. was it? Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Who knows? Kind of sounds like a, uh, a conspiracy. Is it a Fugazi? It's a bit of a Fugazi. I don't, uh, I don't know if that's a Fugazi. I, I mean, I, I'm not your... Matt, define Fugazi real quick. I have no good definition. That's for... my fucking thought. <laughs> my definition of Fugazi is Adrian. Like That's my definition of a Fugazi is just Adrian. That's all it is. Can we abbreviate it and just say... Is that in Wolf from Wall Street, on? they say Fugazi. Fugazi. <laughs> With the oh accents, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's our that's our uh, picture of the week. If you guys want to have your chance to be shouted out on the AMUCA podcast for your picture of the week, head on over to the Facebook group over at, on Facebook slash AMUCA podcast. We have a page, and we also have a group. Join the group so that you can see the prompt that Captain Wetbeard puts up. And then if your picture is selected, you will get shouted out right here on the AMUCA podcast. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, topics of today. And we're going to kick things off by having a, a conversation with Paul for a little while. And find out exactly who he is. So, Paul, I have to ask sure. you, who who is Paul? I am a avid consumer of hookah. Uh, I help run the uh, Facebook group, Hookah University, with uh, Jeremy Bird, Travis Leader, and uh, Wayne Gonzalez. Um, we have a couple mods, or you know, they're they're good people. Mm-hmm. Brandon, Bob, Bracken, Tony. They're all right, um, and th- that's kind of a that's kind of me and a gist, man. I just I like buying the hookah products. Uh, I think it's a good time to be an enthusiast. So, 
what else is there to do? You know, like promote community, promote some friendships, uh, go out and travel with some friends. Very cool. Very cool stuff. All right. Uh, so now that we know who Paul is, I want to ask you, what is your hookah story? How did you get into this bizarre hobby that we all enjoy quite a bit, obviously? But uh, how did you get into it? So hookah for me started in 2004, this, like November, December 2004. I was, uh, I was active duty in the Air Force. Uh, I was deployed in Iraq. Uh, we were doing and running convoys. Um, doing uh, my job in the Air Force is uh, like a surveying um, geospatial analyst kind of person. So we go over there, capture points. And uh, during that time frame, there was kind of uh, nothing mapped out in Iraq, right? So we were going out mapping everything. Uh, we, I went to this base uh, up north, northern Iraq, uh, and a bunch of uh, the Iraqi soldiers that we were deployed with or that we were running the convoys with, every night they would set up a hookah. And for, you know, for an 18-year-old guy, they, 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 I didn't know what it was. Everybody thought they were smoking weed or whatever. Uh, but it turns out they were smoking Nakla Double Apple. <laughs> right? So I got to try some, and I was like, oh, this is good. This is kind of cool. I, and then I was like, I want a souvenir from my time here. Um, and we ran into, they had a little, they had a little shop uh, on base. Uh, and a guy there was making hookahs. Right? He was casting them from uh, leftover like aluminum and other parts uh, that he, he would find on the on on just laying around in the desert. He would melt he would melt the metal and cast it. So he made me a hookah. Uh, I brought it home. Uh, I used it for like a month and then it rusted and I couldn't do anything else with it. Uh, but that's how I started. Uh, pretty simple, I think. Okay, okay. So did you like when you came back to America and you you kept wanting to like smoke hookah and stuff like that? Did you like get into like uh, Chinese knockoff hookahs and like quick lights oh, and stuff sure, like that too? Dude. So there there is a place in San Francisco called the Hate Street. Okay. Okay. It's called Hate Street. Uh, if you look it up in the seventies, it was very popular. Like the hippie, the hippie central in San Francisco, they had a lot of protests and stuff there. Uh, they had a hookah lounge there. Um, that sold hookahs. I think Raul actually used to go there very frequently, and I'm surprised we never really ran into to each other during that time frame. Um, but uh, they had smoke shops there all the time. They had some, some Chinese hookahs, and that's why I bought. I think the second one that I bought was this blue Chinese hookah with two hoses, and that lasted me maybe another two years until what 2007. I think now, 2007 was when Hookah John came out, right? Before like, that, I was buying stuff off of Sahara Smoke and Hookah Dash Shisha. And that, those are like the only two websites. And uh, or Hookah Hookah was another website that was still around. <laughs> yep. So this, I was buying stuff from those guys, and yeah. they didn't last very long, you know? Like, it, it no. was kind of just like they were all Chinese stuff. Uh, it was the only things available at the time. And I was on the cheap, man. I was 18 years old. I couldn't afford anything super fancy. So... That that's what I was smoking all the way up until uh, I got a KM. This double host Chinese hookah was it like the titular pumpkin hookah that everyone gets for the first hookah? No, or was so it mine. Bigger? It was bigger. I wanted big a big one. So mine was like huge. Yeah. It was like two feet tall, um, common chamber. It sucked. Uh, and then. Well, that's good. They're supposed to suck. That's that's how yeah. hookah works. Yeah, it, I definitely <laughs> went through the paces of like, oh. You can only smoke quick lights. And then I was like, what is this natural charcoal stuff? I definitely went through the paces of, like, hookah advancement throughout the years. So gas station hookahs it was for me. 
Also, if you guys have a question in the chat, make sure to drop a question mark inside of it so that we can quickly see those as well. I am watching the chat kind of go a little bit here and there. So if you guys have a question that you'd like us to ask for any reason, just let us know and we'll be able to ask those questions. But uh, I would think we got some more questions for for uh, for Paul. Yeah, hit me Don't up. we, Adrian? I think we have a ton of questions for Paul. Are we done with audience source questions? Did we even start that? Where am I? I'm just listening to Paul talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind Paul, of clipping. I got a question for you. What is up? I'm assuming Matt wants to do this chronologically in the list of things we have in this breaking the fourth wall notes we're reading off of. Um, what do you like to? What do you like to smoke, Paul? And uh, I want to. What do you like to smoke now? And how is that? What did you start with when you kind of got into maybe the uh, groups or you know whatever the forums wherever you started? Tell me about the evolution, too. The evolution? Okay, so that's interesting. I started off with a lot of Nakla, uh, and it ended up, like, Nakla was, for me, it was, like, maybe six months, right? And then it was, like, too strong for me. It was, like, it was too much nicotine. I couldn't handle it. Um, so I found, uh, what was it, Fantasia. I found Fantasia, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Fantasia Purple Haze was, like, my go-to for a couple of years. I loved that for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like Starbuzz, like the original line, right? Because like uh, when like 2005, I think was when Blue Mist got really popular. Yep. Um, and that's kind of when they came out too. So I was smoking a lot of that. Uh, and then uh, the local smoke shop um, near my house, uh, over at the 99 Ranch, is like a Oriental store. They sold um, they sold little 25 gram little things in like to go like ketchup packets. Uh, and ended ended up it was Fumari. So I was smoking Fumari for a long time. They just like like took it out of the package and renamed it to whatever they wanted. Um, so I was smoking that. Uh, from there, Tangiers came out. Uh, I smoked a little bit of Tangiers back when they first came out. I think Eric was still selling him from his garage at that point. Uh, I found that through the forums. Um, I wasn't very active through the forums, by the way. It was kind of just like I saw stuff, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'll go pick it up. Uh, and then after that, it was kind of just like YouTube research, right? They had reviewers back then, too, like Hook Frank and all these other guys that would show you how to pack stuff. Um, so, like, I picked up Tangier, started smoking it back then. Uh, couldn't get it to smoke really well until maybe 2011, 2012. Um, and that's kind of the evolution of it. Now I smoke everything, right? Like, some of the older lines, um, over time, my taste has evolved to where I kind of taste the chemicals that are in there. Um, so I've been kind of uh, going towards more the natural stuff. And uh, I'm still fairly sensitive to, like, red dye uh, and uh, and some of the more chemically, like, notes of, like, like, uh, like Starbucks original line and Starbucks bold line. Um, but I'll still smoke them. I, I smoke literally. I smoke everything. I mean, if you guys haven't seen my collection at all, I have almost every brand, at least a little bit of something. Because I feel the like more... they always they fit in something, and you can always mix them in something mm -hmm. uh, where you can adjust the taste. What's some of the more interesting things that you've been able to try? I know you've tried a lot of Russian tobaccos. I know you're a big fan of uh, dark side tobacco. I know you tried uh, Pulse tobacco and stuff like that as well. What's some of the more interesting things that you've been able to try? Uh, some of the more interesting things. So Element from Russia has this one called Kalamansi. Well, Kalamansi is a little like green, uh, tarty fruit. Um, almost like it's citrusy, uh, but it's it's like it's a, it's almost like a key lime, right? It's almost like a key lime. And in the Philippines, when you ask for lime or lemon or anything like that, they give you calamansi, right? Because they just grow kind of wild everywhere. Um, 
And that flavor, they hit it spot on, mm-hmm. I thought. They even got, like, the bitterness of, like, the uh, the calamansi seeds in there. Uh, some of the other things, I think, that are interesting is uh, Adalia is making a comeback. And I didn't think I would like a lot of their flavors, just because, one, it's red dye. Um, two, it's a, it's catered more towards the lounge-goer mm-hmm. uh, kind of tobacco. But, like, their Hawaii pineapple flavor is amazing. Yeah, they're they had their, um, they've got a, I don't know if they still make it. This is a lounge favorite of mine from like a couple years ago. They had this flavor, I think it's called Double Melon. And that Double was, melon. yeah, it was, it was actually incredible. And I'm, I'm trying to find it again because it was just have like that a, one. Uh, it's I like have a watermelon one cantaloupe. Really? I think I have one here, but it's called Blue Melon. I'm not sure if they just renamed it. Or it might be the That's same. That's totally one. possible. I'm not sure. This is. A I have double ago. melon. I think I have. Double melon. Oh yeah, double yeah. melon. Okay. I haven't smoked it yet, but I have it. Yeah, if me I don't either. like it, I'll send it to you, Adrian. Yeah. All right. Very yeah. cool. Uh, we have a question coming in from the chat from our good friend Captain Wetbeard. He asks, "What's your favorite bowl to use with tangiers?" But we're actually going to talk about that once we get into the tangiers talk. So we're going to push that question aside. I just want you to know that we are monitoring the chat and we do see what you guys are talking about and asking and stuff. So, like I said, if you guys have a question that you want to ask, make sure to drop it in there. And as long as we're not going to talk about it eventually, then we will definitely ask that question right here on air as well. Uh, what about you, Bracken? Do you have any questions for Paul? Certainly. So, Paul, you talked about the evolution of flavors. I think we can all say we started at one brand or a couple brands and venture towards other brands. I know you said you smoke everything. Do you actually still smoke any of those old flavors? Uh, sometimes it depends on the mix, right? Like yeah. sometimes I think there old like Fumari flavors that, or maybe, Kai. maybe, I mean, not Fumari, Fumari kind of still has a good standing. Maybe are there any old Fantasia flavors or any old <laughs> Starbucks <laughs> flavors? Yeah, that like? so Sometimes I do a punishment bowl. Cause like, careful, so Fantasia yeah. for me, um, still has a place with like, maybe, uh, somebody has just started hookah. They won't for be able sure, to taste for sure. the, the chemical that. flavors and stuff. But for me, I taste the chemicalness of it. Yeah. Right. So some, but sometimes I want to be like, Hey, can I still smoke this stuff? And it's still, is it still relevant in my palate? Yeah. Uh, so I still have some like Fantasia Lotus and Fantasia Purple Haze lying around. Because I'm sure and, there's still a few flavors that Fantasia has in their queue that might like meet my palate, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, uh, what is it? They had that million dollar flavor uh, and like Dragon's Breath and uh, you know those those type of I flavors. Smoked the, I smoked the heck out of Dragon's Breath. Yeah, I liked it and I liked Blue Surfer, right? And uh, it was like you know sometimes. If I'm mixing something and I want to go old school, you can do that. I'd, I'd, I'd still smoke it. So when you started smoking, be honest. Did you use chopsticks? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, have you been using Because I know kind of you started and a lot of other people in the community use chopsticks as well. But I think you were in my in my circle of influence. You were probably one of the first individuals I saw continuously, avidly using a pair of chopsticks to help you pack your bowls and – you know, it wasn't something that I've seen. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up in a family that chopsticks were a, a utensil that we yeah. used. We used forks and knives, you know. But, you know, how long have you been doing this chopstick pack? Dude, since I, I think since I started, because that stuff is, like, sticky. I never, like, touching it with my hands, ever. Yeah, yeah never. Right, never. and then, like, oyster forks didn't really become super popular with packing until Tangiers came out. Yeah. So, like, every time I had gotten a pack of something, I would always use chopsticks. You're the person who put me – I use chopsticks for, like, most blonde brands now, and you are the exclusive reason that I started doing that. I didn't even, I didn't even start it. There was a YouTube guy. I don't, like, I don't remember his name, but there was a YouTube guy that I saw somebody doing it, packing it with, like, hookah freak tobacco, like, in 2006 or something. I was like, oh, that's a good idea because <laughs> before that, I think I was using a spoon. 
A spoon. Oh, you know yeah. what? I have used a spoon for. Do you remember steam stones? Do you remember those? Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. I totally, totally, totally. I remember. That. Totally used a spoon when I used to pack. St- I didn't stay on steam stones for very long. I tried the alt smoking stuff back in the day and all that kind of stuff, obviously. But uh, you ever tried the creams? I never tried the creams. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to, but I never tried the cream. They're the creams, weird. The creams legitimately frightened me. Because like Why? in my mind, it's, it's I'm like, like jelly is so weird. What what weird after effect is going to happen when I put this gelatin substance and heat it up? Like uh, in my mind, it's like there, okay, th- I know smoking causes cancer, so like general's warning: don't smoke if you're pregnant and have a heart condition, whatever. But like definitely don't smoke putty. <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> dude, I couldn't even do the putty, man, because it was like it looked like Gak. Yeah, oh Nickelodeon Gak, like the little toy that used to like it was in the nineties. It I looked like not, that, I and I couldn't buy it. it. I couldn't buy the stuff. I was like, that for sure gives you cancer, and if not, like you'll yeah. throw an arm in your throat or something. Something fucked up because there's no way the science is kosher on that. Well, there's also like there's so there's gack and there's putty and there's steam stones and then there is actual jelly too. Like there's gel that came out as yeah, well. The, and I thought yeah, that stuff was that. weird because like I've seen gel made with like candles and stuff like that. So like that stuff always kind of like crossed the line of like I don't know if I want to mess with the jelly stuff. That just yeah, I'll put that in the you, same you category are... as like you'll definitely get cancer from smoking <laughs> these things or worse. Well, you get, you guys got to remember like the time that these things came out in. The only like funnel type bowl that we had was like that vortex one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or unless you were using a freaking dragon flip or something. Well, uh, unless you're using one of those like OG Tangiers bowls. Shout out to Eric from Tangiers for inventing. Oh yeah, yeah, that. Tangiers, I got one of those. The the funnel bowl concept. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah. And that then, always scared the mess out of me. And then there was the the Chinese funnels too, which were terrible because they were hollow and cheaply made, and they were just garbage back in the day. Oh man, that's just a, a trip down memory lane. All right, so one more question for you, Paul, and then we'll get into talking about some TNGs stuff going on. But uh, what do you feel about your role in the hookah community? How do you feel about what you have going on as a as an admin over at Hookah University? As a very you know, everybody thinks of you as a friend inside the community and stuff like that. How do you feel about your role? In in the hookah community um my role in the hookah community i think is just kind of promoting positive content right uh kind of uh not no allegations kind of thing just like kind of like like positive content where you can just continue to talk about hookah and what hookah is right that's what i like to do that's what i like to talk about um i get trolly sometimes so I, everybody does everybody <laughs> has a breaking point but it is what it is. Um, I like, like, I think my role right now is to just um, promote like active consumerism uh, within within the hookah tobacco, like the hookah communities, and like, hey, everybody here is a consumer. What does a consumer like to do? Um, and kind of just like, you know, take a step back a little bit and be like, look at things at a macroscopic level instead of a microscopic level, where I'm dissecting things. Uh, and their nuances like uh like too anally like i don't want to do that mm-hmm. i want to be able to be like hey here's a new tobacco um let's talk about it and just have the discussion 
I like that. I think right. that's a great. I way. love that question. Why are you important? No, yeah. it's not why. I don't, I don't think I am. You know, like I, I can I can take a step back right now, and the community will still drive forward um, wherever wherever it's going to go. Raul says he never trolls. He's only ever serious. So anytime you think he may be trolling, it turns out he's actually being very serious. So always remember that and think about that the next time you see a post from Raul. Uh, this is going to kind of go off of the last question just a little bit, but I, and I didn't write this one down. I didn't think of it until just now. But me and you have had, we've had many conversations about these sort of ideas about uh, microscopic instead of microscopic and stuff like that. And we've had conversations about density and the terminology that we use when it comes to hookah tobacco and stuff like that. I thought this would be maybe a fun time to talk about that on a little bit deeper of a level. But like, what are what what do you? So you have talked many many times about not using the terminology as um not using the terminology of i should say of of density but using the terminology of compression and why you think that is such a good term do you mind going into that just a little bit as to why you like sure. the terminology of compression um so density is a volumetric measurement of um weight mm -hmm. right uh yes. first off like the definition doesn't really fit with uh, what we're doing uh packing a hookah tobacco unless we are talking about like grams uh, per bowl. Um, so like coming from kind of like a engineering background a little bit and having to do, uh, I don't know, like a couple of papers here and there about actual compaction and asphalt compaction, soil compaction and all the other stuff, uh, especially like, you know, like a portion of my job in the Air Force is we do airfields, right? And we do this thing called a, uh, uh, it's a density ratio, pretty much, right? So when the when the the term started getting really popular, I never really agreed with it because I was like, it doesn't really say what you're trying to do with the tobacco. What we're trying to do with the tobacco is either like compress it, like squish it down, right? If we're talking about yeah. like say you know 25 grams of tobacco uh, into a bowl and you're squishing it down as hard as you can, well you're compressing it, aren't you? You're going from right. no compression all the way down to maximum compression which is 100 percent and that's all encompassing too right because that can be applied across all different lines and brands of tobaccos different cuts and stuff where the word density doesn't necessarily apply the same to all different types of tobacco it's going to have yes. different context yes yes exactly so i think like the, the, just from a consumer standpoint too as a guy that was just like hey i wasn't really active in the community when people are talking about density it, it, in my head in my head personally it popped off differently um so i was like well and then I had to associate it, and I was like, oh, they're talking about compression. And then I had to associate it. I was like, what is this normal? What is normal? Give me a numerator for normal, mm -hmm. right? What do, you, what do you mean by normal? Again, everybody has all these different uh, uh, like descriptors of normal. And I was like, well, all you're telling me is you're compressing at 50%. It's a halfway point between 0 and 100. And I was like, why don't you just say 50% compression? It's, like, it's easy. Yeah, once me and you started talking about it a little bit more heavily one time, I remember like it was like a light bulb that like clicked on my head personally. Where I was like, that is exactly what we're doing. We are literally compressing this. We are we are pushing it down. We are taking it at a level of zero, just like you're saying, and we are pushing it down to an X amount of compression. And I just love that. Uh, it's honestly changed the way that I look at packing my bolts. It's it makes it weird too because I like the uh, I like the idea of making something that can be infinitely complex. Um, not as complex as, as it, you know, a lot of people assume that it is. 
and using it seems like you're starting to split hairs when you talk about like compaction it's weird because it seems like you almost have to make things more complex to make them simpler like when you're talking about compaction because everyone knows what the word normal means kind of because it varies from person to person yeah so it's weird it's it's a super weird topic but i think if everyone were to agree and adopt that terminology and we would just all know what everyone's talking about all the time like oh yeah compress it to like 50 percent oh well that means the same thing across all fields in all no bowls way. too yeah exactly right? because like you can have a bowl with different sizes and different depths and you're like hey how do i pack it on this bowl and it's just like it's Right. Put it like 75% compaction. So Yeah, you're not like, fluff packing an alien bowl, so th- that that term doesn't exactly work. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy the terminology of compression. If you guys have never used that before, if you've never uh, heard that before, um, you know, definitely check out Hook University. They talk about it quite a bit there. I, I think it's a really good way to talk about it when it comes to packing bowls. It's the terminology that I've kind of switched to when, when I, like, I do reviews and stuff like that. I think it's a really good way to, uh, you know, conversate and to yeah. get through to somebody, especially like a newer smoker. I feel like that kind of terminology is even better because you're able to give them a line of where yeah. it is they need need to cross and i think that's important as well just switch to the metric system that's like i do easy easy peasy i i do i I mean there's a lot of smokers out there that are like don't agree with us and that's totally fine you guys keep using normal packs semi-dense or whatever i'm not going to argue with you about that if it makes sense if you're speaking to me personally i'm probably going to tell you 50 percent compaction if if, if it makes sense to you that's great like if it whatever works for you is going to be the best thing that you use right like something that we've gotten that's been said a lot lately i feel like is just like your bowl your rules like smoke it the way that you like it and if it's smoking well then awesome for it you know like there's nothing wrong with finding something that works for you and continuing doing that i think that that is a very good way to look at things as well but uh yeah i think that that's i think it's really cool terminology i thought it'd be a good time to talk about it a little bit i'd love to do a further deep dive into that as well i think that that'd be good to talk about but let's go ahead and jump into our main topic to- uh, topic of today's episode and get into the tangiers talk tangiers you know them you love them you've had great experiences you've had maybe bad experiences maybe the first time you smoked it it was like me and i had a horrible first experience with Tangiers. I had a horrible, horrible first time that I ever smoked Tangiers. First time I smoked Tangiers, it was the root beer flavor from way back in the day. And it tasted... No, no, it was called root beer. They used to have a flavor that was just called root beer. And it tasted like garbage. It tasted so bad. It tasted like burning fire. I had a horrible session with it. I could not get it to smoke right. And then it wasn't until like months later that I tried... Because I got this Tangiers in an order that I did, right? And it was when I still owned a hookah lounge. And I was like, oh, everyone's talking about Tangiers. Let's try this out right and i didn't know what i was doing and i did not pack it right and it was bad and i never wanted to touch it again and then i got some blue gumball and i was looking up some like researching it how to pack it better and stuff like that and uh, i finally got it to smoke really good and i was like man this is amazing and ever since then like i've always had a fondness in my heart for tangiers i've always had great sessions with it after i you know figured it out and all that kind of stuff obviously but yeah tangiers is is an interesting beast uh where did you guys start with tangiers was it a good first experience for you guys was it not a good first experience for you guys what about you adrian was it how was your very first experience with tangiers hookah tobacco i was on facebook forums not even forum just facebook generally on different groups and people this is in my infancy of smoking hookah and i saw people talking about tangiers being like this is tobacco and i thought to myself yo i've been smoking hookah for like four months let's do it so i ordered some tangiers what was the flavor that's that's a hard question i i can't even remember what the flavor was i think it was some like 
maybe orange soda or something like that. And uh, I didn't know how to pack it. I didn't know what they meant when they said dense. I didn't. And, you know, it's easy to say dense, but to execute on it does take some muscle memory, I think. And it was just bad, man. I I burnt the shit out of my throat. I was coughing. I was angry. I felt (laughs) betrayed by the community. And, um, yeah, it's weird. It's it's. I think most people generally have a somewhat negative first experience unless their hands held the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Or they're just like freaking geniuses, which I am not. Maybe that happens. I don't know. What about you, Bracken? What was your very first experience with Tangiers? Was it a good one? Was it a bad one? Did you know what you were doing? I had an amazing first experience with Tangiers. What? Yeah. But Adrian kind of hit the nail on the head because – I got into hookah with some friends that didn't know what tangiers were, and I got onto the Reddit community, our hookah, back in the day. I, I really don't know what's going on over there now, but back you know, four years ago, I was really active. It was a really fun place. I learned a whole lot, and I actually met somebody in my university. He went, We went to college together. We lived three blocks away. Right, and his his username on our hookah used to be Tangiers. All right, and uh, I was like, "Yo, tell me what about? What's it about?" And so eventually, he had to change it because um, Tangiers was like, "Yo, that's our name. We want it." He like let him have it, I think. But it was out of an Elmas three fifty with one of those OG Turkish hoses that which I just call like the whale dick hose. <laughs> <laughs> they were huge, yes. Um, and They're like it this was, big. Yeah, it, but it was like one of the OG ones. It had, it had the, it had the leather wrapping in it, um, and it was really cool. It was dark plum, and uh, it was packed in a, and this is like kicking it back. It was packed in a crown micro. Oh boy! So crown used to oh, be man, a glass cool. blown hookah. Oh man, you just brought back days yeah so like hookah pro hookah forums it was it was but that they don't they didn't they don't make them anymore then and at the very end they didn't really make them the same way that they used to but essentially it was a bowl with a it, it was like a tiny bowl and it held probably the same amount as like an alien or maybe a small surrey nowadays except it had a giant glass marble in the middle and the holes, there were five holes, and they were around the outside. They were around the rim. Dude, I yeah, got man. One. Right? And so Send it. It was it was there was one coal. It was an old titanium. It was not when it was before the days of titanium. It Chronics. was a Chronics, back when Chronics were decent. Chronics, oh my gosh. Right. And I remember going over and it was dark plum and I smoked it and I was like, yo, first of all, that's really restricted, but it's really pretty. <laughs> what is this? And my buddy was like, yo, this is Tangiers. And I was like, I have to have some. So I went out and I bought a kilo of it. I bought this bowl. This is a Tangiers Pico bowl. OG. I didn't really know what I was getting into. Cause this has the world's smallest spire hole ever. Uh, imagine like sucking out of four coffee straws. That's the draw. Uh, and I was like, yo, <laughs> this is the best ever. I love this. And uh, that's how I learned Tangiers was on this little bowl on, on, uh, on like really nice Turkish pipes. And uh, yeah, I, and I had a buddy. Yeah, I got a blue taught, one. <laughs> he taught me how to pack them. So like I never went through the whole trial and error as much as like someone who picks up Tangiers and doesn't quite understand what it is when they first start. 
But um, yo, everybody's I, bringing out the Tangiers bowls. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely, mine. I definitely can say that my first Tangiers experience was it was it was ground shaking, because but I think before that I was smoking Fantasia. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh and my god! Like, and like Eye maybe opening. some Alfaka and some Nakala. We have some wonderful experiences in the uh, chat right now. I just want to point out real quick. Like David David Harris says, my first experience was a nightmare. Bilu says that uh, Tangiers is a Fugazi. He says uh, Fugazi Tangiers. Uh, Derek Moses uh, says that him and Devin, the first time that they, or one of the first times they smoked, says Devin and I couldn't get up from the couch one of the first times, which is just fantastic. Captain Whippard says, my first experience. Oh, there's one. There's that Crown Micro right here, right there. That's beautiful oh my god imagine that bowl but oh half gosh. the size yeah the micro is so much smaller like and it you know how has long a... this took me to get clean oh i couldn't even imagine you gotta soak it you have to soak oh my it god. in oxyclean yeah Cap- that's what i did captain Whitbeard says my first experience with tangiers was wonderful i went to a local lounge with the invention uh, with the intention of buying my first packs of tangiers along with my tobacco the owner convinced me to buy tang and a funnel uh, there's just some great stories happening right now. Captain Webber says, "I think Matt's first experience with Tangiers was uh, with fake Tangiers. No, it was it was legitimate Tangiers. It really was. Uh, I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, just yeah, some fantastic stories going on in the chat right now. Uh, yeah, Tangiers is one of those things where it either hits or it doesn't. What about you, Paul? What was your first experience with Tangiers? Was it a good Man, experience or Tangiers, was it not? My first experience with Tangiers was terrible. <laughs> Man, I could. It was a uh, cane mint." was what i bought oh man i could i could it took me the I, but see, here's the thing i was stubborn right i was like i'm gonna get this smoke well yeah so i it was like i literally took a like i, I think about 250 maybe 500 and i had a hj harmony at the time and one of the 10 gears bulls and i would pack them in every conceivable way like yeah. i went from like no compaction all the way to, down to like density just to try to figure this thing out I remember going through like six bowls in a day, and I was like, "Which, which I'm gonna get this to work." Oh my Playing God. with like different coals and different things, um, but it, it was terrible. Yeah, and I was the same way. It was like I was in my couch and I couldn't get up, and the buzz was like too strong, and I felt I thought I got hookah sickness, uh, and all all kinds of stuff. But funny you know. story about Tangiers. I don't know if you, I don't know who remembers it exactly. Maybe Paul, maybe Bracken, maybe Adrian as well. We never used to refer to Tangiers as dark leaf tobacco. We never ever called it that. The reason why it's dark leaf is because it's blackstrap, blackstrap molasses, and that's why it's dark because it's just if you wash it, it comes out blonde or brown or whatever. Uh, but it, we always refer to it as unwashed tobacco, and that's why you would get such a heavy buzz from it because things like Fantasia and Starbuzz and Alfaker, those are all washed tobaccos. Before before they're infused with their flavor and stuff like that and put to packaging, they're washed and they wash a lot of that nicotine out. So it's a lot less of a nicotine hit where Tangiers was not a washed tobacco. And that's why it would give you such a heavy hitting buzz. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's funny that that terminology of dark leaf tobacco has become such a prevalent used term because it doesn't really mean anything like we're referring Tangiers, to. Like, Tangiers started a niche in the market that it didn't even need to. That it's not even a part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you go and wash some of your other dark leaves, they are dark. Yeah. But a Tangier's like, it turns golden brown. Yeah. And if you wash it. Adrian, you're muted, by the way. Duh. <laughs> no, I thought, I spent my first entire six months enjoying Tangier's just, like, fully being on the, man, I like dark leaf tobacco boat. I'd never even had one. I'd never had a dark leaf tobacco. I think my first dark leaf tobacco experience was with Trifecta. 
<laughs> yeah, that's 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 Virginia tobacco as well. Like that is that is also blonde leaf tobacco. Like it is just Virginia tobacco. It's just black strap molasses that changes the color to be. Is being there even dark. such a thing as a dark? Technically, leaf? there's there not. is. Technically, the well, it's because of the way that it's cured. The only thing that well, makes tobacco dark is the way that it's cured. Yes. So the dark, like I don't know if you guys saw it, but we had we had a guy uh, on 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 university. Uh, yeah. He's a He's a he's a local guy over here where I'm at. His name is Sham. He's a uh, he's a tobacconist uh, apprentice, um, and he kind of went over because you know he went and visited all these uh, tobacco farms and stuff, and kind of went over the the curing processes of all the different tobaccos and the things that are popular to use with uh, with with shisha, right? And he says like actual dark leaf needs to be cured and smoked to get that actual dark color in it. So. I think we do have uh, maybe a couple of brands that are out there that I can name that are actually true dark leaf tobacco brands. KFC. One is like KFC mm-hmm. from Alchemist because that's actually uh, Kentucky Fried Cured, which is a dark leaf. It turns into an actual dark leaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And WTO uses uh, some 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 dark leaves in their blends. Um, and I think that's that's about it. Everything else is kind of blackstrap molasses unwashed. Yeah. Uh, so it's just funny how that's kind of turned into a terminology that we use, and it doesn't always mean what it is that it says, but it does because it is using it. It, it is a dark leaf tobacco in the sense that it is dark when you. I'm okay put it with in your, calling it dark. I have no issue with it either. I have no. I it just looks think, dark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not I, I yeah, I don't care. have a problem with calling like it. Hey, this thing has black strap molasses. It looks dark. Let's yeah. call it dark leaf. But it's the reason strong, why you get unwashed. a buzz. That's fine. The reason why you get a buzz is from the washed or unwashedness of tobacco. That's what causes that that buzz that you do they wash trifecta dark i don't believe they do it's unwashed uh trifecta dark is unwashed do they wash azure's dark leaf they do not wash azure's dark leaf so ugly tobacco is the best example of this because ugly is referred to as a blonde not black strap molasses exactly that's the thing is that that's that's especially older old old ugly would put you in the couch not on the ground in the couch yeah Yeah. then then they kind of tweaked it but yeah, exactly. Uh, fully, like, I'm bored with bring back old ugly. So David Harris just says, The nightmare of my first experience with extreme K-Mint out of an eggy. The dude made a foil saver an and essentially a grenade pack. My stomach was in pain for days. Oh, no. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Sally the Shisha Savage, has a pretty good story about the first time she smoked uh, Tangiers as well, where she thought she could just fluff pack it like normal. And yeah. um, she was, like, dying, and she, she like, almost gave herself nicotine poisoning it was a really bad story it's not a good story it's not funny for haha funny but it's funny to look back at it now yeah. because she's but now alive. that we're used well, to well you could definitely fluff tangiers yeah it's, I was just, gonna, it's gonna give that. you a different smoke Exa- yes yes you gotta be careful you gotta be careful now that we're used to it we can fluff it and we can play around with it because we've built up a little bit of a tolerance yeah i've you know i used to pack tangiers way down like uh the recommended way to do it mm-hmm. uh, like in the old hookah john videos if anyone's ever seen those with the foil and you push it down yeah. and then you yep. stretch I'm the foil back the point where i brought it down to like i would say 60 percent compaction like i can bring it back to there for more buzz and a slightly different flavor profile and that's almost my uh my preferred method at this point you know but it's stronger the throat hit is a real 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 oh, yeah. thing the throat hit is what kills me. We had I, love, a, I did it the other day and I couldn't do it. We had a uh, we had a we had a question in the chat and I can't see who it was from exactly, but they wanted to talk about airing out the tobacco. Bilu. And I, I oh, is it Bilu? Okay, so Bilu was asking about airing out the tobacco, and I wanted to touch on this real quick because um, it's not as commonly done today as it used to be done. But there used to be this thing called acclimating your tangiers, where I still do that. You got to remember.
remember the Tangiers is put in is created in a very uh, a dry heat environment in Arizona, and before that it was in a dry heat in San Diego. And a lot of times when it would make its way over to like more of those humid type climates, people are having a lot of problems with smoking it properly. Uh, I haven't noticed this. I live in a more of a dry heat kind of in Idaho, you know, more of a desert e in comparison to some people, obviously. But uh, I never had to acclimate it in any way. Every once in a while, I'd get a batch, and you know, you need to acclimate your tobacco if you smell it and it smells like barbecue sauce or soy sauce i haven't come across this yet okay so if if you do if, if anyone is and i smoke a lot of tangiers if anybody ever comes across any tobacco of tangiers that smells like soy sauce or barbecue sauce let it air out for a couple of days in the way that i used to air it out because i i did this thinking that that's what i had to do in the very beginning i would open it up i'd put it in one of my containers that i would have and i would leave it completely open and i would let it acclimate to your your environment basically <laughs> it was the idea behind it but now tangiers is made inside of air conditioned facilities like it's not it's not something that people talk about anymore and i don't know if it does or doesn't need to be talked about anymore uh adrian you said you've never needed to do it have you ever done it I've just never, to do it i have when okay. i started i was under the impression okay. you had to. okay so but the way i did it is i would roll out a big old fat sheet of reynolds heavy duty and I would dump the entire container on there and I'd fan it out, dude. And I'd like flip it. I'd like, you know, turn it once every few hours. And then one day I decided not to do it and I was like, I've wasted time. It was good. <laughs> I opened it, I packed them, like, this is fucking great. What's the problem? I don't know if it's a Michigan thing or if I'm lucky, but I have never come across that problem. Yeah. yeah uh... If I, 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 I acclimate. You do yeah, acclimate I, it? I'm, yeah. I am. I, yeah, am I do. Uh, depend, it depends on the flavor. Of tangiers because some flavors are stronger than the others, mm -hmm. and some flavors are alcohol-based uh, to get that whatever flavor it is uh, out. So I found that alcohol-based um, uh, flavoring, mm -hmm. like Blue Gumball 2.0, yes, alcohol Blue Gumball used to have okay. a heavy so alcohol smell. You have to you have to let that air out. You have to get the alcohol out and the alcohol like smell out. Otherwise, you're going to be tasting it when you smoke it. So Blue Gumball for me when it first came out last year, I opened it and I let it I let it air out. Right, I actually forgot about it, uh, and then two months later, uh, I was like, "Oh shit, this has been out the entire time." Um, uh, smoked it, and it smoked fine. But when I had first gotten it, because like what I like to do is I like to smoke a bowl right off the bag, right, mm -hmm. and then uh, let it let it air out and do its thing and smoke it again, like maybe two 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 days later, maybe to the next it. day to see to yeah to see if the taste has uh, has. Has changed. Um, that happened to me with cherry limeade on this recent batch. Interesting. Um, uh, where the the cherry um, was very prominent, um, more so than the lime, uh, when I first had it, right off the bag, right? The cherry was more prominent than lime. Let it sit down, uh, and then I smoked it again two days later, uh, and the I started tasting the lime. Interesting. Right? Yeah. But it, but you you necessarily won't get that with um like say orange soda. So it, it really also depends on the flavor saturation of the ten years that you get. Moist. Right? Yeah, some, I would agree with bags. that somewhat. But for me, I I used to acclimate with the uh, impression, and this is maybe a little bit different from what everybody's saying of kind of bringing it up to the humidity level or the climate where you're smoking it in. Uh, I always, I always thought that was part of it, but the other reason I uh, was, you know, understanding that you needed to acclimate it was, um, you had to uh, redistribute and renormalize the uh, the liquids and the flavorings throughout the tobacco, so that you had a like uh, a continuous spectrum of every leaf was the same oh, amount of saturation. <laughs> so when I first started smoking tangiers, get it in the package, cut it open, squeeze it out into a container. 
and I would do a 420 method, right? And it was the 24-hour acclimation process where it was four hours of being open and being stirred every hour and then 20 hours with the lid on, hmm. slightly open. Okay. So that's how I learned how to acclimate my tangiers. And in the beginning, I would I would sometimes, like Paul said, depending on flavors, I would sometimes get a soy sauce or I would sometimes get a barbecue sauce. Uh, and after that 20 and four, it would it would go away. Um, then I watched a video from Smoker Pass back in the day. He doesn't make videos yes. as much as he used yes. to. Okay. And he kind of discovered, and I don't know if he discovered it or if someone else did and, and introduced him to it, but this kind of this cheat uh, of instant acclimation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and for so and I do this to this day. I've done this for the past three years, and it works like a charm. Every tobacco I get from Tangiers, I open it up out of the initial uh, wrap. I leave mm-hmm. it in the vacuum seal, and I will mush it around and play with it for 10 minutes and just continue to mush it all the way around and just try and massage the tobacco. Yeah. Uh, then what I do is I, I squish it all back down to the bottom, cut it, scrape it out and uh, I'll leave it open and, and, and I'll stir it some more. You know, I still acclimate my shisha for uh, if I can an hour, if I'm in a rush 30 minutes, I really like to give it that hour. Uh, you know, and it, it's kind of, I think it might still be a bro science thing, like shiny side down. It's 100% bro science. <laughs> but at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. every single one of my flavors, when I pack them, is ready to smoke. Look, I don't get alcohol or soy sauce or barbecue anymore. And I do the same thing every time and it just works. Hmm. We, we all smoke hookah, which means I'm a rituals guy. I like rituals. Yeah. And acclimating tangiers can be a ritual. So whether it works or <laughs> yeah, not, for sure. good sessions, fuck it. Yeah, I wish yeah. that I lived on a different coast so I had like a better a better uh, knowledge if this is something that I would have to go through. But like like I said, I've never had the need to really do that sort of stuff. It's funny because Moyes was just talking about his cherry limeade that he has. He said it smelled like rubbing alcohol, and you know I, I don't know. Like I uh, mine smells just like this wonderful melody of cherry and lime. Like I used to get these uh, these Sprite. Uh, limeade cherry drinks at this one uh, place and it smells and tastes exactly like that like it's one of the most enjoyable flavors that i've ever smoked from tangiers this cherry limeade is just fantastic you like the cherry though you like maraschino cherry i do like maraschino cherry quite a bit yes i do are you guys reading the chat (laughs) i uh, I don't know i am a little bit i think the funniest thing that was said though was bobo uh robert pope he creates his own tobacco called bobo backer and the thing that he said is bobo bracker will alchemate your your air <laughs> it'll That's like a Russian no, his, uh, his, uh, his backer is like uh, the Chuck Norris of tobacco. Yeah, <laughs> it, is. it doesn't I have, have I have some. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Uh yeah. So I, I don't know. Like people say you have to backer can divide by zero. People say you don't like <laughs> <laughs> infinity. <laughs> oh it my has... gosh. So let's get back on track to actually talking about some other tangier stuff. I thought it'd be fun to for us to go off of our top five tangiers flavors with like maybe two honorable mentions. Um I'll go ahead and kick it off just so I can get it out of the way and we can move on to everybody else's real quick. So my first honorable mention is actually K Guava. It's cashmere guava. And the reason why I like this flavor is because it tastes a lot like guava. And I love the guava from Tangiers. It's super creamy. It has this wonderful, delicious taste to it. And the cashmere.
cashmere is not very powerful in cashmere guava. And that's what I like about it because I used to used to only smoke guava from Tangiers. That's all you would smoke all the time. And then they would like run out of it and I'd want to order, but they didn't have it. So I would get cashmere guava in replace of it, obviously. And uh, that's why it's an honorable mention because it's basically just guava for me. My second honorable mention is a new flavor that I'm really enjoying a ton, which is Summer Resort. And if you guys haven't had this, I highly recommend it. It is cucumber and it is fantastic. And it is one of the best Tangiers flavors I've ever had. It's uh, it's almost more impressive than the other flavors in a lot of ways. But uh, I, I I don't know. It's just really good. I really enjoy it a lot. The cucumber is really good. Uh, number five is the is another new flavor from Tangiers. It's the uh, uh, how do you pronounce this? Is it Leviathan? Leviathan. Leviathan. Yes. Like the mythical creature. Okay, Leviathan. It is a sage and lavender with a little bit of mint. It's really good. It's tasty. It's very earthy. It's very strong. Once again, I, I think it's really good. My number four all time flavor is peach cobbler because it's one of the best peaches and cream flavor I've ever had in my life. I think it's an underrated, underrated Tangiers flavors. Not enough people talk about this flavor, in my opinion. It's really, really good. Uh, the next one is Summer Solstice Celebration. I like this flavor a lot because, once again, it's heavy in the guava taste, and I love the guava from Tangiers. It's guava, watermelon, maybe a little bit of kiwi, depending on if you taste it or not, I guess. But I just think it's a really good, uh, really, really uh, bright flavor. It's really good. And then number two is actually going to be this cherry limeade right here. I just absolutely love it. It's too damn good. you got to get the cherry limeade it's fantastic and then my number one all-time favorite tangiers tobacco everybody probably knows this about me already i'm sure you guys can all guess it on the count of three let's all say it one two three Static Starlight. Static, Static Starlight. Damn it. Starlight. Yes. <laughs> Static Starlight. Absolutely. I thought it was Kane Mint. No, no I, you don't know Matt very well. <laughs> Static Starlight. Well, Static Starlight had to be there somewhere. Is my favorite all-time. Like Matt likes Static Starlight so much, it's not even ranked. It's just like on a level of its, it's own. A different it level, yeah. He has to rank the rest of them because oh it's God. just already there. It's it really yeah. was. I put that there without any hesitation. Tangiers, if you're looking to sponsor the podcast, please. Matt accepts. Uh, metric tons of static starlight. I will. I will do lots of things that I shouldn't say on air for static starlight. It's so damn good. I love that flavor. No, so much. on air though. If you don't know what static starlight is, it is a rose and black grape, and it is the best Tangiers flavor, hands down. I also love the aesthetic of ketchup all over roses. Not even close. It doesn't uh, taste like ketchup at all. I'm at all. Can I just meme for a second, Bracken, without you fucking up my tempo? <laughs> Listen, you can talk about gazpacho all you want, but yo, sometimes that stuff is good. All right, let's let's let our guest take over and give us our his top five Tangiers flavors with his honorable uh, mention. Should I start? As well, uh, okay, honorable mention. You go wherever you want to. You take this however you want to take it. Shoot. Okay, uh, honorable mentions first. I think I would say uh, mime. Ooh. Or good meme. One. Good one. Yeah. Right. Uh, that one's good. Um, I had a hard time differentiating it from new lemon lime for a little bit, but now I, I can tell the difference. And I was like, oh, okay. This is, I like this. Um, <laughs> I <like> yeah. This. <laughs> Speaking of which, number five, new lemon lime. Ooh, good one. Oh. Okay. I, I like that one. Uh, it's a good mixer for me. Uh, it's good by itself when I want something very crisp and citrusy uh, with the black strap. Like, so. Just so you guys know my palate a little bit, I I like the blackstrap molasses, and uh, sometimes they they have a place in the mixes for me. Um, so I think the blackstrap molasses Tangiers specifically gives you a different type of um, deepness uh, when you're smoking. There's a heaviness to the smoke, uh, and I like that. So okay, uh, okay. you don't necessarily get that with like uh, some of the uh, 
non-blackstrap molasses uh, type um, flavors. So mime, or mime's honorable mention, new lemon lime, uh, papaya sorbet, Ooh, number four. So good, so good. Papaya sorbet is number four. It's it's. I smoked maybe 500 of that when it, right when it came out. Uh, pink grapefruit. Number three. That was almost on my list. I just want to say that, like, I love pink grapefruit as well, and that was a close one to be on my list. I just did not put it there, but that is a fantastic. I don't think it's as good as I remember it being for me personally. That's why I, I couldn't put it back on the list. Yeah, I mean, and the, like the, these bottom three are all citrus flavors for me, so you guys kind of know where my palate's going. It's uh, I like fruits, right? Uh, number three uh, for me is cashmere peach. I like the, sometimes I like florals and cashmere was the the first one that I was like this this is good it was deep I had the the peach flavors to it um, and it was complex enough uh, like I, I know a lot of people or some people have mentioned it like oh it smells like potpourri I, I never grew up with incense so I never got that okay like I like it it's good uh, number two cane mint for its reasons uh, <laughs> when you want a little bit of a mint and cane something right it, it always goes in the bottom of the bowl real mint. Yeah, real mint is old yeah. school cane I, mint. So I gotta say, I, I agree with Matt with this. I my cane mint has now recently been replaced with real mint. Um, and uh, for well, I I mean it's real mint's good, dude. Like I don't know what to tell, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like it just it, it when you smoke tangier if you smoke tangiers the last ten years, uh, and you see cane mint on there, and you're like, oh, this the cane mint's kind of different now, right? This real mint tastes like. What I have it. I have it yeah. on good authority that the reason why it is as good as it is um, and used to be, uh, like why it tastes like old school cane mint, is because the old school cane mint stuff that was used to make cane mint is now what's used to make Rio mint. Hi, Bridget. No, it's not Bridget. <laughs> that's my daughter. Get it. Oh, hi, Bridget's twin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. The logistics on that are a nightmare. Right? Anyways, sorry about that. Uh, what's your number one flavor, Paul? Orange soda. Burkook. Burkook orange soda. Hold on, Burkook. Burkook. Burkook orange oh. soda. Okay. <laughs> he said, he said, ooh. Yeah. He was like, wait, there's no buzz with that. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want to buzz. <laughs> oh my it's, goodness. Uh, the, the Nor orange soda is very different from the Burkook orange soda. Just trust me on that. I might have to try it. I might have to try yeah. it. All right, well, let's go. Uh, let's jump over to uh, let's jump over to Adrian. Let's jump over to Adrian and find out what his uh, top five and honorable mention are when it comes to I, Tangiers. I am not the biggest fan of uh, super fruity flavors. There are a few. I'll get one honorable mention out of the way right now because I feel like it's a bit of a cheat cane mint. Um, I too have switched over to Rio Mint as my cane mint esque flavor of choice. But if I'm smoking just Tangiers and I still do order cane mint. Uh, because I do like pure Tangiers bowls from time to time because of the way that they perform. And that black strap molasses flavor is the reason I smoke Tangiers. Um, so cane mint. This list changes every, like probably every couple months you ask me because there's so many Tangiers flavors. But as of right now, I'd start number five with Sevilla Orange. And oh, for those of you who haven't had Sevilla Orange, it's kind of a peely orange. It's not super sweet or fruity. It's super good. It's hard to nail it down exactly what the flavor profile is. I just use orange peel because I think that's the closest thing to home. It's just a super good flavor. Um, and then in spot number four, this is a really hard one, but I'm going to go ahead and put in dark plum. Uh, you, it's almost reminiscent of a Dr. Pepper flavor Absolutely. in some ways. 
but also it's just like this really that's like kind of like one of the other flavors on my list it's very full-bodied it's delicious it's not intrusive you can smoke on it for a good three hours if you want to without getting super sick of it then in number three i'm gonna go ahead and be like completely contradict myself because pink grapefruit is like one of the flavors i always pick up and uh pink grapefruit is just really good ruby red squirt it's awesome i don't have rose colored like nostalgia glasses to look at it through so i'm not like matt where it's not as good as it was it's or as i remember it being it's always been good i've been smoking it for two three years straight and it's always good um number two this is a really hard one you guys got me tripped up there's two flavors that could jump into the number two spot. And I'm just going to go ahead and say maraschino cherry. And that's just, Oh man, I forgot about that good, one. It's such a good mixer. Like you yeah. could, I don't, I never smoke it straight, but like, I like you ever, like, you know how they say, put a cherry on top. Yeah. Every time you put a cherry on top and then number one, easy peasy. It's not even a question. It's cashmere peach. It's not just the best Tangiers flavor. It's the best flavor in the world. Like I could just, if someone told me you only have to get to smoke <laughs> one flavor for the rest of your life, I wouldn't even be that devastated. I'd be like, I could fuck with cashmere peach for the rest of my life. Whatever. That's a bold claim. It's I. Yo, K peach is good though. I haven't changed that mentality for like three, th- almost three years now, man. It's absurd. That's like I, the original polarizing opinion. I know it's weird. I don't. And it originally, is. when I first tried it, I hated it. It was not a love at first sight. It was a very creeping kind of a. I got fatigued with those really sweet, super saturated flavors. And eventually, I found K peach, and I keep coming back to it. And I was like, all I ever want to do is smoke K peach. So every other bowl for me is K peach. Dude, I think K peach is a gateway to like, uh, like once you learn to appreciate <laughs> K peach, it's the gate. Well, yeah, it's the gateway <laughs> to appreciating like florals and yep. like complex flavors. Yep, exactly. Because uh, a lot of times people get stuck on single notes. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Static Starlight. It's it's a gateway to appreciating amazing flavors because it's such a complex flavor. <laughs> it's so no good. bias whatsoever. I just think it's uh, yeah, no bias in any way. This is the unbiased oh, podcast. I, have... I don't know what you're talking about. One more honorable mention I haven't even tried yet, but no. based on the uh, community reviews of the peers, some of which are in this room, I'm pretty sure that the the cashmere black I'm about to try is going to be phenomenal and find its way into that list somewhere. So, Oh, man, that one's good. I have heard good things about cashmere black. I'm interested to find out more information about it. Uh, very quickly, I have one more very, very small honorable mention I'd like to just say real quick. And the reason why is because I don't smoke this anymore, and I used to love it. And it's only because I smoked way too much of it that I'm not a big fan of it anymore. But passion I know fruit. Yeah, yeah. Pa- yeah, passion fruit I used to have a deep love oh, yeah. for from Tangiers, and I smoked far too much of it. And honest to God, I can't even smell it anymore. Like It, it honestly will upset my stomach if I smell it to this day. It's just not it's too much at this point and I just cannot handle it but that's I do want to throw it in as honorable mention just because I used to have such a love and fascination with that flavor but Bracken, oh my God. absinthe yeah. too oh no, I've right. never Bracken. had absinthe I've never had that one it's good I've also never yeah, had Cameron, Prince of oh man, at the chat right now Cameron just triggered me he was like oh complex flavors uh, I roll times three <laughs> Oh, you know we should what? also talk about you try to make poop. a cashmere flavored like something I, I bet it's going to be pretty hard dude Anybody ever just smoke pure cashmere by itself? Anybody a fan of that? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. All right. So, uh, Bracken, let's go ahead and jump into your honorable mentions and your top five. What are yours? All right. So, I start with the honorable mentions. Yeah. It, well, yeah. However you want to. You do it. Bottom up. So, top down. I'm like Adrian. I don't think it's fair to ask me to only pick five plus a couple for Tangiers, but that's because I'm a big fan of most of the catalog of Tangiers, and it's because of that backstrap, that that brown earthy note. I think it just complements every flavor and it's just like a very good change of pace. My 
honorable mentions are seasonal flavors for me. And so that's why I picked them because when it's the right temperature outside, when, you know, the right music is playing on the radio, I can smoke these flavors. Um, and it's even harder now that I live in Florida because we don't get cold weather really, but my honorable mentions, and these are in no particular order, um, pumpkin. I'm a really big fan of Tangier's pumpkin. And I know a lot of people are like, that's disgusting. But for me, it really tastes like just like a very pure pumpkin pie. I, I love it. Right. And my next flavor is clove. Um, clove oh, is a flavor dude. that Man, I forgot about it. Clove? I forgot about okay. that too. So when I, when I first tried clove in college, I was obsessed and all of my friends that smoked Tuca with me were so pissed because they absolutely hated it. But for me, it, it, it taught me how to smoke a hookah by myself. And it really taught me how to handle an entire Tangiers bowl by myself because no one wanted to smoke that with me. But I could, I, I smoke it straight. I mix it with the pumpkin. And you know what? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, and last but not least, I had to add three because I've smoked almost all the Tangiers flavors. Horchata is also oh, a really good seasonal note. Used to love um, horchata. Used to the love cinnamon it. rice milk. I think is a really good combination that partners with that earthy tangiers and flavor. You get raisins in yours? No, yeah. I don't get raisins. I, get I, out I of raisins. here. I get raisins in mine for sure. I get raisins. Yeah, I get raisins. Mm. And it's good. Not, it's good. Yeah, no, uh, it's I good. I don't taste raisins, but that's fair. Your bowl, your rules. So uh, <laughs> my top five, and these are in no particular order. Uh, starting off is a relatively new flavor that I've just started to get into, and I kind of paired it with a flavor that I liked that I haven't been able to get my hands on because I, I like them for the same reasons. Uh, and that's, uh, Paul mentioned it, papaya sorbet and summer resort. I think they're two very similar flavors. And the reason, yes. the reason I like papaya sorbet so much is because for the first half hour of the bowl, it tastes like cucumbers. And then it transitions into a mellow, sweet papaya flavor. And I freaking love that. I thought it blew my mind the first time I smoked it. I was like, wow, this Tangier's flavor actually has two flavors. And the more you smoke it, the more it changes. Like, don't really get that very often, right? Most of the time, like, you just lose flavor as the bowl progresses. But with papaya sorbet, it started out as summer resort. And then as the bowl heated up, it transitioned into papaya. And I was like, yo, this has got to go on my list. Uh Next, I'm a really big fan of some of the berry fruit flavors that Tangiers has, but it's excluding all of the red fruits and all the red berries. I don't like any of the cherry flavors or the rat, any of those, Like, but like brambleberry? Like, what the fuck is a brambleberry? I don't know. What's a schnozberry? I've got no <laughs> idea, but, but I love them. I think they're a really good berry flavor. Um, I can't remember the name, so I wrote down that one time I had that one flavor. Uh, and I describe it as cashmere mint chocolate. Hmm. Oh, are you talking about bug powder? Thank you. Okay. Bug powder. Bug yes. Powder. So bug powder. Bug and powder is 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 interesting because it's a mixture of all the leftover cashmere uh, flavors. I legitimately the yeah. first the first couple times Tabletop. that I bought it had it was mint chocolate and cashmere, and it was the most divine flavor. I thought, ah, oh, this is this is really something, you know. Never thought in a million years to mix floral and mint chocolate, but try it at home. Let me know what you think. Uh, Adrian stole one of mine, but it's my first ever Tangiers flavor. It will be in my top forever, 
And if I don't mention it, it's just because I forgot about it because it's hard to get. Dark Plum. Very good. I love that flavor. Adrian described it wonderfully. It's complex. It's full-bodied. It's not sweet. It's not uh, savory. It's just, it's right where I want it to be. And I loved it. And then my last flavor, and this might always be my top flavor, but it might change. Tangiers, Eric, please bring this back. Old school watermelon. Watermelon. Oh. Not not watermelon. Old school watermelon. Two different yeah. flavors. Old school watermelon. It's so, OSW. Did you see the earlier? OSW was, in my opinion, the best watermelon flavor I have ever tried, short of watermelon lit from Eternal Smoke. Bracken, it's back. Is it? It is. I, yes. I, I Eric, you listened. Wow. <laughs> Talk about giving the people what they want. Customer service, 10 out of 10. Put my yeah. There's, a, there's yep. a new batch about like maybe four, five months old that you can pick up from certain people. And it's, it's really good. Well, I want some. Yeah. So if, if you're a fan of the show and you can send it to me, I will pay you back. So, ch- so check this out. All we discovered is Tangiers is really good. Yeah. We named like half their catalog, probably. No way. We, 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 have, did have, we named, we named a, a, a tenth, maybe. Oh, man. They have a maybe. lot, a lot of flavors. So I we, have at least 35 flavors. We have a really like, good question that right came now. from the chat from Travis Green, actually. He asked us, what is our least favorite Tangiers flavor? And I thought that was a really good oh, question. Oh, that's easy. You know what I just forgot about? What? Fucking green apple candy. Oh, it's, oh my gosh, yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> Little purple candy? Oh. Green apple candy. And Little, Little purple, purple candy. candy. Both They're of those are really good. good. Uh, but yeah, what is everybody's Worst. least favorite Tangiers flavor? And I think mine is probably going to go to uh, Root Beer from back in the day, but I don't want to say that I because wanna try that one, I don't know if it's Matt. any good anymore, and I don't know if I just fucked up the bowl because I never got it to smoke well. But my least favorite Tangiers flavor that I've ever had personally was Kiwi. That was the worst one that I ever had. Mm. I never got it smoked well. I never got good flavor out of it. It was never enjoyable. Kiwi from Tangiers was never good for me personally. So that is my <laughs> flavor from Tangiers you know that I don't like. Is I've got one that I didn't like, but I'd still smoke it. Hmm. Like, I don't like it for Tangiers, but if someone packed a bowl of it, I wouldn't complain, I don't think. But Tuscan Cantaloupe, hmm. I've had, uh, I've had oh, yeah. 100 grams of. It was fine. It just didn't hit, the no- like, didn't hit it on the nose for me. What's the Tangiers flavor that you will never, ever smoke? That's hard. I haven't. The, okay, so like Midnight Apple Orchard, I enjoyed that flavor. Then it doesn't count if you enjoyed it. You just disqualified that's, it. But that, but I won't smoke it. I won't smoke it because it's the worst of the double apple flavors for me. If I want double apple, I want a saturated, disgusting. Maybe I'm gonna die of cancer sooner than I thought. Double apple. Midnight Apple Orchard is more of like a. Oh like, no! Exactly, I have the absolute exactly. worst. Hold on! I have the absolute worst flavor from Tangiers ever made uh, I, or I, ever conceived. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say mine. Okay. Blue flower. Oh, yes, that one's terrible. But I got one even better. I'm going to top that one off. Hold on. Uh, Tell us why you don't like blue flower. I smoked blue flower, and I have never done this personally, but in your minds, for the listeners at home, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but pretend to. Imagine you walk into Hobby Lobby after their sale or whatever. So, like a bajillion moms have just walked through. Go into the fake flower section and lick the floor. (laughs) That is what, in my opinion, blue flower, it tasted like an amalgamation of ceiling tiles and floor gunk that you had just digested straight off the ground. I hated it. I've never in my entire life thrown away 
220 grams of a flavor. And I smoked one bowl of that, and I was like, does anybody want this? All my friends smelled it. None of them wanted to touch it. I couldn't give it away. So I threw it in the garbage. Oh, Oh, man. Paul, you had one. Cashmere blue. Cashmere blue is, yeah, okay. What is it about that flavor? Very close. You don't like. So cashmere blue is a mixture of blue flower and cashmere. I didn't hate cashmere blue. I so the only reason I hate it because I liked it at first was Tristan was like it tastes like a lush bath bomb. I couldn't get it out of my head. He planted that seed in my head so deep I couldn't get it out. And now every time I smoke that flavor, I think of. Going into Bed Bath and Beyond or Bath and Body Works or Lush and like taking the bath bomb and just like taking a bite out of it, I, it's it tastes like yeah. <laughs> he was like, it tastes like shampoo. I was like, ah. Oh. So basically, <laughs> Tristan, and it, 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 it's funny that it happens that way because like one person will just remind you of this sun, one thing and yeah. it's like you can't get it out of your head and it ruins the flavor for you completely. Tristan went into your dreams in the third level and put a bath bomb in your mind safe. <laughs> He Freddy Kruegered your ass. <laughs> he inceptioned uh, you. We got bacon being said in the chat right now. Oh. We have guava bana, which is also in the chat right now. Uh, there's some other ones that I, I'm trying to find. So the absolute worst flavor from Tangiers, and I don't think they make this anymore. And if you ever tried it, I'm sorry for you. As a, as I'm sorry as a person talking to you that you had to experience this. But the absolute worst flavor from Tangiers, 110%, is a flavor called sea buckthorn. Sea buckthorn. Yes, it was. I've never heard of it. Sea buckthorn is literal garbage that you will smoke. Go to your garbage can, take some out, throw it on your stove, heat it up, and try to eat it. Because that is exactly what sea buckthorn tasted like. <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. It was absolutely. What were they going garbage. for? They were going for like a tobacco flavor, and it came out tasting like burnt trash. It was horrible. And I wish, I hope somebody has ever had sea buckthorn. I don't hope that. I do not wish that anybody has experienced this, but it so is Matt, the I have worst a thing I've ever had. If we can find some sea buckthorn. Oh my God. No. No, can no, we no. divvy it up? No, nope. wait. Can we wait? I'll don't come out. Them. Can we divvy it up between all of us and smoke it on on uh, like a live show or something? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, let's do it. Sea buck. I don't think you guys are gonna be able to find that. Hey, brickheads! Like, this is a okay. challenge. Somebody find sea buck. Find it. Find it. And and guess what? If you find it, we'll bring you on the show with us, depending on who you are. <laughs> Oh my gosh, sea buckthorn is literally the worst flavor in existence of mankind. It absolutely. I was probably deployed when that came out. I don't remember it. At That's all. such a strong reaction. It's horrible. That was visceral, dude. I it's thought bad. my reaction to blue flower was like the definition of visceral, but like Matt, he's like Captain Wetbeard just said sea buckthorn pass. That's what he just said. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. Um. All right. Oh, so wait. yes. And then we had the flavor of Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica. Hi, Jamaica. Yeah. A mica. It's a hibiscus tea. It looks like it's spelled Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Have it you ever been like to that. a taco because, truck? Uh, no. The point is, it's delicious. It's it, amazing. Well, it's it's raspberry actually, iced tea. No, it's not. It's, it's hibiscus. raspberry iced tea. It's raspberry iced tea. It tastes I, like raspberry. There was a taco tea. truck near my near where I lived in college, and they served like all this authentic Mexican street food, and they served this cantaloupe fresca. They served fresh horchata and jamaica. And I always saw it on the menu, and I was like, what is that? And then I bought the Tangier flavor, smoked it, and was like, I'm digging this. I literally got in my car, drove to the taco shop at like 2 in the morning, bought some in the biggest cup I could get, brought it home, 
it is remarkably similar to what it actually tastes like. It is no, it's raspberry iced tea. I I, I smoked it. It is, I, but raspberry iced tea I didn't taste good from Tangiers. I didn't like it. But I, I didn't like think, raspberries. That goes into my I didn't like red Kamaika. berries and fruit thing. I used to love horchata from Tangiers as well, and in, in, uh, or as well until I tried Azores horchata, and I think was, was horchata is phenomenal. I think it's the best horchata yeah. by far. Yeah. Um. Uh. Captain Webber just said sea buckthorn was supposed to be dark plum slash date flavor, um, with date. nutmeg and tobacco notes, but it wasn't. It was just bad. It was just. It wasn't. It didn't even smell good. It, <laughs> Maybe there is someone out good. there that likes it, but Matt definitely. You're wrong. Did. It's bad. I'm gonna try really hard to like it. <laughs> I want to try and find it. I really want to try it. Someone text Eric real quick. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, we spent the entire time talking about our top five flavors. I wanted to go into what kind of bowls we like to use, what kind of packs, what kind of heat we like to use. We need a second episode for this. We haven't we even will, gotten in the lines. We There's will, four lines. There is, yeah, and I wanted to go over yeah. those as well. Um, so I'm not sure what to do, if we should t- try to tackle one of these conversational pieces for a little while or if we should just cut it off and wait until the next time and try to have a, a part a two. full part two is my vote. Okay. Like, okay. bring Paul back on for just a full fucking electric boogaloo. What, what do you I'm guys saying? think in the chat? Do you want to see Paul come back on for a part two of can... Tangiers? Is that what you guys? Yeah, would there's like so to many see? different ways to pack it too. Yeah, it's, I'd it's, like it's, to go. This over is like a and like every like there's uh, different bowls and different ways to pack it on the bowl. Like I I don't know. Like we could talk about this for a while. We could have an entire episode on mixing Tangiers with not Tangiers. Here's what we can do. We can we talk can just about. Argue the whole time. So I posted this a. This is true. Uh, we I, just fight each other. <laughs> I posted a, 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 a chat thing on the uh, AM Hookah Podcast group. If you guys saw it, and I asked everyone to name their top three flavors on there. So why don't I read those off and we can end it with the community's choice as the top three flavors from Tangiers. How's that? I like that. Okay. So this is from Stefan. Stefan says cashmere peach, bug powder, and cane mint. Uh, We got also, uh, let's see, Zach says horchata, foreplay on the peach, and watermelon. Nobody said foreplay on the peach. That is surprising, actually. Foreplay is a good mixer. I can't smoke that stuff straight. It's too sweet. David says that he doesn't have a top three, but he does cycle from time to time. He says currently cashmere black, boysenberry, and cane mint. Poisonberry. Uh, uh, Rob Rob says the Azor alternatives. I'm not 100% sure what that means. Um, Matthew John says a mix of cocoa, cane mint, uh, experiment, and cola. I, I've never had a cola flavor from Tangiers. Tangiers cola is very unique. It's interesting. Are you talking about Coke? K-O- yes, yeah, K-O-K-E. Yeah, cola flavor. It does not quite taste like Coke, but like it kind of does. Huh. I've never, I've never it's, tried it's that a, flavor. All right, go get a bottle of Coke, open it, drink half of it, close it, shake it, open it, close it, shake it, get it as flat as you can get it, and slightly stale. And I think that's kind of what it tastes like. But it was like one of the first cola flavors that I was like, oh, this kind of tastes like what it's supposed to, because I had Al Fokker Coke, and it was like. Ooh, not good. No, no, thank you. Um, so Cameron is in the chat, and Cameron said that Tangiers is ninety nine percent trash, is what he says. I'd like to know. <laughs> I'd like to know, Cameron, what is your favorite Tangiers flavor? What is the one percent good from Tangiers? Even if you don't think that it's like the best or anything like that, what is your one percent flavors from Tangiers that you do? He like? did say one percent good. So yeah, yeah. We'll so I'll do that. I want to know what's your one percent good, Cameron. Ninety nine percent trash. What's your one percent good? A lot of people say the only way to mix K peach is by putting it in the trash can. That is route. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's totally cool. What you could do, check it out, is um, Mm -hmm. I'll pay for shipping. Just put it in a box and send it to me, and I'll throw it in the trash can. And by trash can, he means his mouth. After he uses it. After (laughs) I use it. Sometimes Uh, I use it twice. It's so good. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's see. I'm trying to wait for Cameron to answer us. I'd like to know what his one percent good is. But Paul, thank yeah, Cameron, you so much. Cameron, if you're driving, don't answer. Yeah, I know where you're, he's probably driving right pull now. over cameron <laughs> uh so guys uh paul thank you so much for being on the show and being our guest i really do appreciate it a ton it's been a fantastic totally. time having you here i'm so glad that we could get you on the actual show long time ago uh we've had you on well, you've been a part of the gamecast before you've been a part of technical difficulties before so it's no, so nice to have you on the actual main podcast uh for instance so i really like that a lot uh yeah this was really fun cameron says only only what you can't just say only. You can't leave us in suspense. Summer like Resort that. and Foreplay on the Peach are the only good flavors, according to Cameron. Is that what he just said? Uh, oh, I Matt, see. It. I see it now. I see it now. Okay. By the way, Wintergreen. Do you get root beer? I haven't tried Wintergreen yet. I haven't tried it. Okay, you should. You should. You should. I will have to try that one. Good. Um, well, I think that's probably going to kill it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for watching and being part of the show. We appreciate it so much. We will definitely have a part two. I don't know if that will be next week or not. I don't know. You guys just want to do a part two next week of Tangier's episode? We'll get with Paul and we'll figure out what works for his schedule. I like that let idea. Me, uh, like that let idea. me check my calendar. Right you don't have to commit now, now Paul. Don't worry. So thank you guys. We want to make him wait, Paul. So even if you can do it, just don't tell us till we stop. Again. No, September thirtieth. I'm free. Oh, we got to bait him. We have to. <laughs> Paul might make it. We don't know yet. We don't know. For yeah, sure. we don't know. Tune in to find out. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for watching, being a part of the show. We are the AM Hookah Podcast. We're right here live on YouTube at six thirty Central Standard Time every single Monday. Thank you to our wonderful producer Bracken Cox, the lover of the AM socks, for being on the episode today. We appreciate it, as always. Always has those socks nearby because because he's always on brand. Uh, thank you, Adrian, for joining us as well. Where can people find you on the internet if they are looking for you? YouTube videos, hookah-related, Pipe Dream Hookah, me on other form, the underscore Pipe Dream, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. I've done this so many times, and there's no one new, but find me. It's, my name's Adrian. My face looks like this, and you fucking adult. Figure it out. <laughs> you can find the AM Hookah podcast all over the place as well right here on YouTube, youtube.com slash AM Hookah. You can also find us on many different audio platforms. If you guys are fans of listening to the audio edition of the podcast, let us know. I would love to know which one of you brickheads are fans of the audio version of this show. Let me know. Either send a message or drop a comment of some kind on your platform of choice. We're on all of them. On Google Play. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Spotify, everything we exist on that we're capable of existing on. And then also you can find us on Twitter as well. You can find us on Instagram as well, AM Hookah Podcast, Facebook page, and Facebook group. Paul, if people are looking for you, where can they go to find you? Um, Facebook group, Hookah University. That's where I'm normally at. Uh, and that's that's about it. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Uh, Cameron has a very quick question. Cameron has a very quick question for Adrian. He says, hey, Adrian, have you been smoking dark side? The answer to that question is yes. There you go. Nice. There's there's our answer. There's our answer. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being a you part of the why. show. We appreciate find it so me very much. Yes, you can find Bracken all over the place as well. You have some <laughs> new Instagram accounts, actually. Would you like to pimp those a little bit? Go ahead. I don't need to. No, I want you to. Bracken <laughs> Where can we find you, Bracken? No, no, I'm a little hurt right now. I'm a feeling. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm I went the wrong way in my circle. I apologize. No, I just started a new Instagram. Come find me. Pack it, poke it, smoke it. That's it. P-A-C-K-I-T. P-O-K-E-I-T. S-M-O-K-E-I-T. You can find me at that at Instagram. Uh, Packbats Instagram. And uh, I'm odd on Facebook slash Hook University. So if you say bad things, I will delete it. Cameron wants to know your opinion on Darkseid, Adrian. Cameron wants very quickly, what's your opinion of Darkseid? Tune in next time to find out Adrian's opinion on Darkseid. Darkseid. Auf Wiedersehen, fuckers.
Cut the cameras, Matthew.